0: Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I have an amazing guest today, Dr. Sonia Ring. Dr. Ring, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I know I made a post and I said, I want to interview doctors that have something to share and anyone interested in sharing their story and you volunteered to do that so, so selflessly. So thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Um, give our audience a little bit of background about you and, and what you do in dentistry. So um,
1: I graduated about 10 years ago in two thousand two, uh, 2012 and uh, went on to do a residency at the Orlando VA Hospital And since then, we're military families. So happy Veterans Day, uh, by the way. But we bounced around quite a lot. And in my journey, I've worked um, probably 13, 10 different offices. Um, You know, some of them were side gigs, some of them were like filling in for maternity leave. When I first graduated from residency, everybody says, don't go to, you know, like Heartland Dental or like Greenberg, Aspen Coast, you know, Sage you know those names, don't go to there. And me being pigheaded and stubborn, um, I wanted to prove them wrong. I wanted to say, no, it's not as bad as the story goes. So I dipped my foot into there and I kind of saw how they operate, the different models, different practices, different structures of doing things. And throughout the years, uh, I picked up on what to do and what not to do. So 10 years later, this is, I just started my practice
0: here in Orlando. Well, congratulations. And I am actually drivable. I can drive to your practice. So maybe you'll see me show up for a a consult and a cleaning. I'm due. But anyways, um, congratulations. It's a big leap to go from employee to employer. It's a very tough journey. And I always say that entrepreneurs and business owners are born, not made. It's it's either this this little nagging, burning desire that you always have, or it's not. And so, welcome to the club. Um, it's it's a fun ride. So, talk to me a little bit about, and and you can share as much or as little as you want. But what was kind of a turning point for you? When did you realize that? No, nah, I've got to be an owner.
1: Uh you know, I, I really try to make it work. I'm not a, a quitting type. And everywhere that I went, I've always um, amassed, a few, I would say like a, a, a cult following of patients, just because I, I think they appreciate my honesty and my candidness, and they know that I will go to bat for them. Uh, and sometimes uh, that creates a, a little conflict of interest for the places that I work for. And so everywhere that I go, they they'll start to follow me from place to place. And even though that we have glowing reviews, um, even though my assistants and I have such a a good rapport, uh, at the end of the day, I don't make the decisions. I don't get to do what I think is the right thing. You know, it's always somebody's call above me. And um, after that, you see a pattern that you could do so much better, but you're not in this position to do so, uh, you kind of like have to rip the cords and say, if I want the change, I have to change
0: it and I have to start my own practice. I love it. I relate to you so much. I get it. I get why you're here. I get why we why we connect. And I think connection is a big part of why your patients love you so much and are going to follow you wherever you go. When it, it's kind of this natural, innate thing that you have that people are drawn to. That they're like, mm, okay, she's just going to tell me the truth, and that's what I need. And and people love that. So um, I understand that you. You started up your practice about 10 months ago. When was your original uh, time that you were expecting the practice to be open?
1: Well, uh, today is November 11th. And uh, since we're military, we're big. I-, I met my the love of my life um, at a junior, junior JRTC Marine Corps. And so it all started from that. And I did a residency at the Orlando VA Hospital. So I wanted to open November 11th of last year but of course it didn't happen um so it started the process started somewhere in march and then i really didn't open till late december
0: oh yeah. okay
1: we missed, we missed that deadline but it's okay because it's going to be forever etched in my heart that that was the date that was supposed to
0: open, so so that was your that was your uh that could still be your anniversary date i mean yeah. you could still celebrate every year on that date um, well, congratulations. It's, there's a huge learning curve in ownership. And, and I do want to speak to one thing before I get onto like my next topic, I jump around a little, so forgive me. Um, you mentioned about really wanting to be able to provide the dentistry that you want to be able to, that you think is best for the patient and that autonomy is important to you. I just want to say, no matter what field you're in, if you were born an owner, you're going to make a terrible employee. Um, it, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be a satisfying position, no matter how great of leadership you have. You're always going to, in the back of your mind, have this nagging feeling like, "Oh, I could probably do that better." And I can tell you, uh, about thirteen years into ownership now, I look at my. Previous employers and I only had a couple because I didn't last very long as an employee. I, I wasn't made for that. And I think, oh my goodness, I was way too hard on them when this happened, and I didn't understand the demands when that happened. And I would, I think, in a in a short period of time, too, you'll have a different I think understanding just naturally of of the different struggles that come along with ownership. Does that Does that resonate at all? Does
1: that, that definitely is uh, it rings a bell true to the core. Because I know the plight by being so close to my assistants, what they go through every day. And I've worked in the front too. I've There's associate positions where I was left to do the manager's job. I call patients. I inputted codes. I like pretty much did everything. Like I started two or three, at least two, the NOVA practices. Uh, one is from a private practice. The other one is for a corporate chain. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's true. Excellent experience. And all of that experience is just going to accelerate what you do as an owner. So none of it is a waste. Um, But yeah, once you get into that ownership role, you start to see how hard it is. And it is truly an exciting challenge. It's a fun challenge for sure. Um, In your first uh, 10 months of of being open and ownership, what would you say has been your biggest learning experience so far that you could share? Uh, the biggest learning experience is
1: getting systems down, which I my aspiration is get it to be like clockwork. Because when I work when I was working for the biggest you know chain, they were like systems, 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 systems. And if you have worked for them as an associate, I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, but then the other thing is just managing staff. I think a lot of dentists say that that is their number one challenge. I I would say if you try, I don't think um, treating them well is, and respecting them is good enough. Nowadays with the whole COVID and everything else, you just gotta like tread that line carefully. And, you know, you discipline uh, when discipline is needed, have a, a talk that's not caustic, it's respectable. It, um, it can be an inspiration for them. But at the same time, like people have, um, you know, they have other opportunities. So, and some of them think that they could um, jump ship and find greener pastures. And with me, you know, bouncing around with 13 different offices, I, I know that it's not as easy. So, um, yeah. So, managing staff is a big one. I think I have a really good staff, but at the same time, you kind of do have to Uh, be good on your expectations be good on your word and not falter when you are too lax Um, you have to have good people in your team who sees your vision and
0: uh, if you don't have that not gonna work absolutely it's that's. those are some wonderful words of wisdom Um, one of the Hardest things for me has always been those difficult conversations and how to do it in a way that you're not uh, personally attacking someone or emotional in the process that it's a very um, this is what happened. this is the system. Where do we need to correct our system so that this doesn't happen? And it's a constant, for me, I don't I don't think systems are ever fully done. They're always evolving and getting better. And I think when you're, when you're a small company, like one location, um, or under 20 employees, let's say you have the ability to make improvements fast. When you get into a big ship, it's, it's slower to turn a big ship. So there are some advantages for being, um, for being a smaller company. You can improve quicker, but you've got to build those things out. So there's, there's advantage and disadvantage for sure. Um, So 10 months, 10 months in, where are you looking to go? Like, what are you most excited about accomplishing with the practice?
1: Um, I, I think like being, having a startup or it's the same as building a house. Like I enjoy that. Um, Do I want to start another startup down the line? Absolutely. I do. But I, I like seeing patients referring friends and families from all over town. I like that process of building and seeing the improvements of that. Uh, where do I want to go? Of course, like growth is always a, a big thing. Um, word of mouth is always good too. And so, um, yeah, I mean, as any business owners, they want to grow. So 10 months yeah. in, there's lots of improvements for it. We'll see where it goes, but it's it's going pretty good.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. It's uh... I think the first three years are the hardest and then you have some real momentum and things get a lot easier. Um, and I love what you said about enjoying the process, like building a house. You're like, it's like building a house. And I love that. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to build a house. <laughs> like, But I do, I, I relate to that because if you don't really embrace the challenge and you don't embrace those obstacles and overcoming those obstacles and celebrating each hard moment then you miss the journey you're you're kind of like saying i'll be happy when you can do that in business ownership too and if you enjoy the journey you enjoy the challenge to me that's like a big indicator that you're going to be very successful because if you don't enjoy it and there's going to be moments i promise that that you know obviously you don't enjoy for anyone listening but it's it's you got to embrace it. You have got to just embrace it. So, congratulations! And for anyone, let's say in your community that may listen or hear this um, this podcast, talk to me a little bit about what they can expect in your in your in your care. What is that thing that you really um, love about patient care that you hear over and over from your patients? I love you because I want my whole family to come here because what's that doctor ring thing? Well, uh, if you check out my, my
1: website, you know, southernstyledental.com, we're 10 months in and we have 338 Google reviews, all five stars. So um, you can read it for yourself, but I would say what they most love about my practice and not just my practice, how I am uh, before when I, I was associating is I'm just. I, I go to bed for people. I'm honest. I'm transparent. I will tell them I will never upsell them on treatments that's not needed. Um, if I w- were to mess up or miscommunicate and do anything, I would always rectify that. It's I take ownership and I enjoy what I do. I do really enjoy what I do and I want to serve my patients in the best possible route. And I think they appreciate that. They, they know it uh, a lot of my patients here at this office are not attracted to the flashy gimmicks. Um, so our fees are a little bit uh, above average, but at the same time, you're getting one-on-one attention. We don't rush from patients to patients to patients. Working at corporate dentistry, I did that. Maybe I'll have like four patients in the same chair with just one, one of me. And so uh, that's one thing that I am um, not a fan of. Um, we distinctly distinct ourselves by not operating like a chain. So we're extremely anti-corporate in every sense of the word. And um, it's kind of like a a real family dentistry.
0: That's what family dentistry should be like. That's awesome. And I love that you said ownership because no one says that. No one says that they take ownership. And to me, that's kind of your military background showing a little bit is that you're, you're willing to have those real honest, sometimes difficult conversations, and that is always going to set you apart and people will always respect that. And they'll feel the authenticity in what you do. So, um, congratulations on your success and serving your community. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. And I, for all of our listeners too, in the dental world, if you're in that position where you're thinking, should I do it? should I not do it? I'm, I've never been happy in a non-ownership position. Um, you you can do it. You, you may need some support. Um, you may need some some excellent you know, advisors, but you can do it too. So thank you so much, Dr. Ring, for being here with me today. And to all of our listeners, um, join our Facebook group, Dentistry's Growing With Grace. And if you ever have the interest to set up a growth planning session with me, you can reach me at grace at identitydental.com. And thanks again, Dr. Ring, and, and happy Veterans Day to you.
1: Thank you. Happy Veterans
0: Day.